Hi there and welcome to episode 194 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. Today, the 5th of October, is the 70th birthday, actually, of a, um, of a very famous, iconic uh, musician. And um, see if you can guess who it is. I'm going to play you um, soundtrack from an interview, three-year-old interview. Um, see what you think. Who is this guy? Well, I'm coming out of Brexit Britain. Yeah. So it's like exhaling. Is it if, that bad? If, if I dislike nationalism, I said patriotism is entirely good and healthy. Yeah. You know, really. A sense of who you are, who you belong to, a sense of place and belonging to something. Yes. Evil men, men, of, men and women of ill intent, curdle that natural sense of place and belonging into a political philosophy that only leads to blood. That's my So none other, of course, than the iconic, the often acerbic, the highly intelligent, extremely articulate, the creative, the bold, the ballsy Bob Geldorf, who turns 70 today. Happy birthday, Bob. Um, you know, we kind of know and love him. Well, not everybody loves him, of course, but um, uh, I'm a great fan. Uh, he rose to prominence in the 1970s as the lead singer of the Irish rock band The Boomtown Rats and became an icon obviously a much overused word of the punk rock movement and um, the band had hits uh, like Rat Trap and I Don't Like Mondays and I'd forgotten as well that he co-wrote Do They Know It's Christmas which is one of the best-selling singles of all time and um, we all you know we know that he has strong political views as as we've just been hearing uh, that was a YouTube video from a three-year-old interview on the Late Late Show uh, on Irish TV. And um, we also know that his life has been uh, full of tragedy. Uh, the death of Paula Yates following her affair with Michael Hutchins. And the death of Peaches Geldorf, his daughter. Uh, so he's experienced um, some some real tragedy and depression in his life. Um, as you might expect, I'm just looking at some, uh, some of his quotes. See if I can pick out some juicy ones. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. Um, he said, I was really lucky that I came to puberty at a time when music and politics were completely intertwined. Um, he tells it like it is, doesn't he? I mean, his use of language is very direct. Um, I don't know who this is addressed to when I think this might be um, George Bush, when he says, it's really very simple, Governor. When people are hungry, they die. So spare me your politics and tell me what you need and how you're going to get it to these people. Um, he said, mankind at its most desperate 
is often at its best. So using juxtaposition uh, there, uh, contrasting desperate and best. Um, and obviously, inevitably, you know, he's he's got a great sense of humour. So referring to his band, the Boomtown Rats, he says, I'd always thought the rats were good fun. But one of the very nice things about being of Saga age, Saga, the sort of elderly um, support organisation, is that I can actually look back and think, hmm, when I was younger, I was in a great band. It was always a collective thing. Um... Uh, this, this is a good one. Find inner peace. I looked. It wasn't there. Or maybe I should say it in, in my terrible Irish accent. Find inner peace. I looked. It wasn't there. Um, uh, what else? Music can't change the world. Um, it's either vilification or sanctification and both piss me off. So that's an interesting, you know, we, when we vilify somebody, we, we slander them, we defame them, uh, we trash them. And when we sanctify them, we turn them into a saint or an icon or an idol. So th those are quite formal words, high register words, vilification and sanctification. And then there's a sudden lurch in tone where he comes plummeting down the, down the register with the phrase, piss me off. And both piss me off. Um, here's, here's another good one. Most people get into bands for three very simple rock and roll reasons. Colon, because we're introducing a list. To get laid, to get fame, and to get rich. Um, so there's quite a lot in, in that, actually. Uh, the use of tricolon, uh, the power of three, to get laid, to get fame, to get rich. And the use of that very powerful little marketing word, get. You know, we're interested in when we're writing benefits-laden copy. We're trying to persuade somebody to change their mind or their behaviour. Um, get is a very powerful little word because people are interested in what they can get when they instruct you or when they engage you or when they work with you or when they buy your product or service. Um, and then a lyric from... Uh, feed the world from the from the uh, do they know it's Christmas feed the world let them know it's Christmas time again um, and then you know obviously what, what, one of his greatest achievements I've got to mention right at the top is is with mid-year um, organizing uh, band-aid and the, the live aid concerts in uh, the mid-1980s uh, was an incredible uh, absolutely a kind of a life-defining achievement, I guess. Um, and, you know, obviously ever since then he's been involved in politics and, and eradicating poverty and feeding the hungry. And he says, and maybe I'll, I'll close on this one, it strikes me as being morally repulsive and intellectually absurd that people die of want in a world of surplus. And want, his use of want there obviously means lack. Uh, want is an old, is an older, is, it's older meaning. Obviously, you know, we want something, we desire something. Uh, but we desire something because we lack it. 
So that's the origin of the word want. There is a want of love or there is a want of, because we desire something that we are lacking. Um, the people die of, I'll read that again, it strikes me as being morally repulsive and intellectually absurd, absurd, so we have that parallelism going on, that people die of want in a world of surplus. And we've also got the alliteration between the, the, the W consonant of want and world. So, um, happy birthday, Bob. I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, not quite sure what that means for our writing, uh, other than to, well, we've I've covered a couple of things. Um, and they are that we keep our reader engaged by varying our register by using, juxtaposing high register formal words like vilification and sanctification with slang or swear words, you know, piss me off. Uh, we can vary our register in different ways to engage the reader. Uh, we've heard, we've seen or heard him use juxtaposition, also known as contrasting pairs, juxtaposing um, uh, you know, uh, want and lack uh, with surplus. So that's a, that's a juxtaposition, a contrast, and the parallelism of morally repulsive and intellectually absurd. So just some, some little snippets, really, from the great Bob, uh, Bob Geldof, who turns 70 today. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow for episode 195. Bye now.